I'm Lauren, and this is the Open Doors Review Podcast. Hello, I'm Lauren Mowat, the editor of Italy's English language, literature, and arts magazine, The Open Doors Review. This podcast features interviews with authors, artists, and artisans working in Italy. The interviews are included in each issue of the magazine and can be found online, where those recorded in Italian are translated. To submit short stories, poetry, essays, or visual art to Open Doors, visit our website, www.opendoorsreview.com. Now, on with the show. The following interview is the original, recorded in English. Flavia Brunetti is the author of All the Way to Italy, a modern tale of homecoming through generations past. The novel tells the story of a little, a girl who, until the death of her father, considered herself a Californian. Now, thanks to half a letter, a symbol she can't quite remember, and a case of writer's block, she finds herself back in Italy with a lot of questions about her family and her country. On her journey throughout Italy, Little will enlist the help of the aunt who raised her, friends old and new, and the country itself in her search for the answers she needs. This is a powerful story that will appeal to anyone who has ever balanced wanderlust with the need to come home, a reminder that although we may be fragments, we are never a lost cause. Flavia is the guest judge for the January 2021 issue of the Open Doors Review. She joined me in a cafe in Rome for a conversation about her book and Italy. I have re-recorded my questions to Flavia to avoid an excess of clattering silverware, but I hope the occasional background noise of the cafe will make you feel like you were grabbing an espresso alongside us. Flavia, thank you for having this conversation with me. Thank you so much for inviting me to speak with you today. Like the main character of your book, Little, you have Italian parents, but you grew up in California and returned to live long-term in Rome as a young adult. I think moving to Rome is something a lot of people dream about, and Italy has been frequently romanticized as this perfect, almost uh, magical place of escape and adventure. But I'm wondering, did you have to learn to love Rome in the same way that your protagonist did? Yes, I, I certainly think that I did. Um, and I, th I think that it's a process, uh, and it's an ongoing process, but when I was growing up in California and going back and forth, my I think my sense of identity also because I was growing up and I think when you're growing up you're learning who you are and I also think that who you are changes as you grow and I used to come to Rome and I liked it very much but it didn't feel like home and there were a lot of things about it that I didn't like that I didn't feel resonated with me. Mm. About 15 years ago when I moved back to Rome there was about six months into it that something clicked and I loved Rome I and I felt like I re-saw everything um, when I was a teenager and I would see the Colosseum I I'm ashamed to say that I, I would I wasn't hugely impressed now every time I see the Colosseum I'm like it, it almost brings you to your knees mm -hmm. what do you think was the turning point in your relationship with the city I think I learned to love her through my roots. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that growing up, I did not feel so connected to my roots. And being in Rome is what awakened in me this sense of generations past. When I fell in love with the city, I fell in love with the city because I, in a way, was also falling in love again with the story 
of my family, um, but also of the families of people who who told me their stories, friends of mine who grew up Italian-American perhaps, and this sense of identity that they brought with them when they left, and, and the way it changes when they're in a different country, and the way that it changes again when they come back. And so the story kind of merged and became something new that I built off of. And so, yes, now I'm madly in love with Rome. Your book is fiction, but knowing a bit about your life, it's clear many elements of the book are autobiographical. Did you set out to write fiction and your real life snuck into the story, or did you purposefully choose to write something that combined fiction and autobiography? I think I always knew that the story that I wanted to tell came from stories that my aunt used to tell me when I was a little girl and that I grew up hearing um, of her and of my dad. That was something that I wanted to put down into writing. Mm -hmm. um, primarily, the book for me is a love story to Rome, but it is a love story also to the type of love that comes from family and friends and identity. And I, I think for me personally, I always knew that that was going to be a mix of fiction and, and, you know, what happened in real life. There's a lot of satisfying armchair travel to be enjoyed in All the Way to Italy. Little has her home base in Rome, but at one point she goes on a road trip that includes Florence, Orvieto, Naples, and she also spends a lot of time in Sperlonga and the region of Lazio. Which of the places described in the book captures your imagination the most? So the place that I thought of immediately when you started asking this question, even though it's, it's impossible to pick a favorite, but Giardino di Ninfa and Sermoneta are, you know, that whole scene in the book, including the meal that's described in Sermoneta at that restaurant, stayed in my mind and I wrote about it like that because it was just something that was so magical to me and because Giardino di Ninfa really feels like opening a door and stepping into another world. And so does Sermoneta. And I think that in a way they kind of embody what you, all of your best hopes about what Italy will be like when you come here. While I would describe the book as romantic from a certain perspective, I know that including a traditional romance was actually something you did not want to include in the book. Why is that? I didn't cut it out of the book because I don't think traditional romance is important. It was just that for me in this book, it was really important that Little finds herself and her identity and that the love that is focused on in the book, her bond, with her aunt, um, the love that carries her through, which comes from and to all people and places. I wanted it to be about love, but about a different type of love, which, you know, I've had this question quite a few times because in the first, when the book was first going through an editing process, it was suggested to me several times, you know, you have to have a, a romantic lead. And for me, it was really important that the book did not have that kind of romantic lead because Little saves herself. And not even just that she saves herself, but that the love that is so present in the book that I hope comes across is all different types of love. Something I personally loved about the book is that alongside this beautiful version of Italy that the rest of the world might be familiar with, 
you address some of the more complex sides of the country. For example, the rise of fascism during the first half of the 20th century and the current economic crisis and lack of opportunity for young people in Italy today. There's a whole scene with Little's Italian friend Barbara in which Little expresses the optimistic, I would say more American perspective of, if you just work hard, you can achieve anything. And Barbara kind of opens her eyes to the difficult realities faced by so many people looking for work in Italy. How important was it to you to include this side of Italy in the book? That was something that struck me very hard when I first moved back here from California. And, you know, I was that American, mm -hmm. so to speak, mm -hmm. saying, you know, but, you know, if you work hard or like, but why don't you go ahead and open your own business? And then spending more and more time here, I realized how crushing that can be. And I think it's something that's important to discuss. I think it's important for for young people to to talk about it and to generate change somehow. Um, but I think it very often does not get talked about internationally speaking when you're mm -hmm. talking about the dream of moving to Italy. Yeah. Which I think is, I mean, I, I think that that's still a, a good dream. I don't, mm -hmm. I wouldn't discourage someone from moving here. Um, but there are realities that I think that we need to bring to the light and talk about. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is something that, you know, Little talks about a little bit at the end of the book when she's talking uh, when she's writing that article for the mm -hmm. for the newspaper, um, because I think it's something that she's trying to explore as well. And I think that it's something that Italians looking for a future and searching for a future are also trying to explore. And hopefully that is the kind of conversation that will generate some kind of real change for the future, for the type of work that people are wanting and demanding now and the fact that people prepare themselves for a future that they sometimes cannot grab and mm -hmm. also sometimes people in Italy are incredibly well educated and they've worked really hard and then they have to leave the country um, and actually the brain drain was my thesis for my first degree and there should be a choice about whether you want to leave your country. If you want to leave it, great. But if you want to stay here and still be able to apply the skills that you have learned, you should be able to. So I think that that's a change that is important to discuss. In recent years, you have moved again and spend much of the year in Tunis working for a humanitarian organization. Has this changed your relationship with Rome again? Yes, it absolutely has. Uh, I have fallen more in love with Rome since I left. Um, they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I've learned that when I go to another place, I love it very much and I can fall in love with these other places. And I do think that somehow they change the color of my heart. But ultimately, within, I don't know, five weeks, I am incredibly Rome sick and I want to come back home even just to walk down the street or go to the piazza or see the Colosseo or Piazza Navona or you know, even just get lost uh, down the streets of Rome and, and see the people and have a real espresso because there is no other coffee. Uh, Agreed. And, and so it, it changes the way that you think, the way that you think of the place that you belong. I think moving somewhere else also expands what you think of 
where you belong, which is a beautiful thing. But, you know, then I come back here and then maybe after a week or two, I get antsy again and I want to go, but I always know where I want to come back home to. Flavia, thank you so much. It was awesome talking with you about All the Way to Italy. Thank you so much, Lauren. It really was such a pleasure. It always is. And I wish you the very best of luck with Open Doors. Um, I cannot wait to see all of the amazing places and voices that I am sure you are going to get to highlight. I'd like to leave you with a quick round of rapid-fire questions that I asked Flavia to start off our interview that will hopefully give you an idea of who Flavia Brunetti is as a reader and writer. Short story or novel? Short story. Mystery or romance? Mystery. Historical fiction or fantasy? Fantasy. Read to escape or read to delve into the big questions? Is it an either... Like I have to yeah, pick one? one or the other. Uh, how could you blindside me like this? Um, <laughs> read to delve into the big questions. Except yeah. in 2020. Read to Except, escape. Yeah, read to escape this year. <laughs> Happy ending or complicated ending? Complicated ending. Writing or editing? Writing. A real book or a Kindle digital version? A real book. Libro vero. Good. Otherwise, this interview would end. Otherwise, right we're done You're right out. here. Do you write with music in the background or silence? I have to have total silence. I'm super easily distracted. Reading books or writing them? Can I just drop the mic and leave? <laughs> reading books. Reading books is a prerequisite to writing them. Yeah. So if I have to pick one, I'm going to go with reading them. Also because then reading the really good books is what makes you want to write one, right? All the Way to Italy by Flavia Brunetti can be purchased online around the world. Thank you for listening, and for more information on the Open Doors Review and how to submit your own writing or visual art, visit our website, www.opendoorsreview.com. See you next time.